0: Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi everyone, Kevin MacDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm really excited to have Simon Hazeldine with me. Simon is a master negotiator. He's spoken about negotiation and sales techniques and tactics in over 30 countries around the world. He's a best-selling author for five different books. And one of the main reasons I want to get Simon on the podcast is I love negotiation. I've been listening to a lot of Simon's stuff for the last few years. Um, one of the main things I have heard him talk about is beer knuckle negotiation. And um, I've been trying for a while to get him on a podcast to speak to him and share some of those things with the community so really really excited and um, I'd like to introduce Simon so welcome to the podcast. Thank Simon. you,
1: great um, to be here.
0: real pleasure to have you on. You've obviously never met me before but I've been following you from a distance oh, far. That's
1: very kind, you've been stalking. I've that. been stalking you from a distance
0: <laughs> for a few years um, and yeah. I do a lot of stuff on no money down property investing so yeah. a lot of your techniques, a lot of your tactics, the stuff I've read in your books, listen to your audibles and stuff um, it it really helps me in my business or has over the last three or four years. In property deals yeah um, and i specifically around property investing and stuff but yeah just for the audience I guess you you for me is one of the the main the people that I look to in terms of how to do negotiation what do you see I guess um, as the key skills of a master negotiator
1: yeah I mean I think I, I and, and thank you very much that's, that's very kind of you very kind of you to sort of uh, uh, to say what you have about it um, I think you understand <laughs> That being a good negotiator is a critical part of your skill set. If you want to have, you know, a, yeah. a successful property portfolio, property investment investment business, um, <clears throat> what makes what makes a really good negotiator is um, research shows, for example, that good negotiators gather twice as much information as they give. So they focus a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy in. Doing what I, I call getting inside the other person's head and understanding right. things from that from their point of yeah. view. So some really good in depth research into negotiation behaviour shows that they it's approximately twice as two approximately two to one. It's not not exactly, but it's close close enough for for people to remember the old cliche that lots of people have heard is two ears and one mouth. My and that's mom, The ratio. Yeah. Tell me that all my life. And there you go. Your mum's your mum's absolutely absolute spot on. So that's not only a cliche; it's a truism, and it's also backed up. Good negotiators are also very well planned and prepared. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, I spend a lot of time when I'm speaking and we're training, running negotiation seminars, and making sure that people are thoroughly planned and prepared, that they follow a planning process that increases your confidence, that helps you um, consider options before they come up. And I know people think that the negotiation is the sexy, exciting cut and thrust. But that's only going to be sexy and exciting if you've done your homework in yeah. advance. You know, you, you understand the person, you've done some research, you've thought through those those kind of options. You've decided, for example, if it's a property-specific thing, yeah. what you'd like to pay on a good day, what you intend to pay, you know, as as, as a realistic mm. and, and the, must, the most you will go to, you know, you won't pay any more than that. And if you do, you know to walk away. Because I think far too many people get um, – wrapped up in a deal yeah. and the more time you invest in a deal the harder psychologically it is to get out you of get it get emotionally and to back attached away. yeah you do and your mm. ego and all that stuff goes in but a good negotiator doesn't do every deal a good negotiator does every deal that makes good commercial sense yeah. so knowing when to walk I think is another another important thing for people
0: um, so you mentioned there are good negotiators what do you think diff- what do you think makes a good negotiator in terms of what, what were the key
1: i think i think um some some patience you know is also is also a good thing to be you know acting unhurried even if even if you are you know in a a hurry um i think is is remaining as calm and objective as you possibly can because emotions can obviously flare human beings are very emotional creatures um neuroscience research shows that you know ninety five of percent of the influence on our decisions um, is is from the more emotional primitive regions of the brain so it's trying to keep keep cool, calm, and collected. I think you know you can be very polite and respectful is also a good mm. thing. you don't want to be research shows that good negotiators do less what are called irritator behaviors you know yeah. finger pointing aggression, sarcasm insults even than, than more successful negotiators. So keeping it, keeping it professional as well, I think is an important thing to do, particularly if you want to be doing repeat business with that individual or that organization, you know? So if you quote unquote shaft somebody, they're not likely to want to play again, you know? So you've got to think about, you know, what's the likelihood are you going to have to work with these people going forwards?
0: In negotiating, like so, when I was younger, I always seen negotiator as sort of like used car salesman. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that is that like more eighties negotiation, or is it? The- I th-
1: yeah, I think um, what what it's what negotiation is not um, is is just an undignified haggle. Now that is what mm. most people see on Only Fools and Horses, Minder, even to be fair, Dragons Den, because uh, you know the. The negotiations, for example, on Dragons Den, they, they, the real negotiations take place off camera. Yeah. So, but it makes it makes good television, okay? And, and, they, and, the, and the dragons know what they're doing. They're very very successful mm. business people. They're very 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 good. Um, but the average man or woman in the street thinks it's a, you know open high, drop down, meet me halfway, back and forth. That's haggling, and there's nothing wrong with haggling. But the negotiation is much more is mm. much more than that. You know, price price is a factor in any negotiation, usually. Yeah. It is very rarely, if ever, the only factor. And if yeah. it's just got narrowed down to price, you might be missing other opportunities to bring, add value to the deal for the other, for the other party.
0: It's really interesting you said that because I spent about 10 years in property Yeah. and I'd walk into a, like a, a house worth, say, 200 grand and I'd walk in and look at the bricks and mortar, not have any interest in the person,
1: Yeah.
0: offer 25% below market value, thinking that's what I needed to do. Yeah but never actually considered the person. I never um, looked at their situation, their circumstances, et cetera. Yeah. And then I started listening to your stuff and I started getting more deals because uh, yeah, that's good. I focused on um, a key thing, a people business. So I guess, what, what you, what is, is that what you mean in terms of like not just focusing on Yes, on the numbers,
1: hundred percent. So whenever I, I speak at sort of um, like progressive events or something, mm. invariably people will sort of come up and ask, ask to you know pick my brain to a bit of advice, and, it, and it's very interesting. They always tell me about the property first, yes, and then and then what I say is, and of course that's important. Okay, now now tell me about the people, and sometimes you get like a blank look. I go, well, the proper, all property is currently owned by somebody. Yeah. And you need to understand more probably about them than you do about the mm. property. But you, we're busy doing, you know, numbers and what's the yield going to be and how much can I make and all this size. Sort of and you, you're doing all the numerical stuff. Forget that you're not going to get your hands on it yeah. unless the person who owns it mm. wants, wants to sell it to you or wants to do a deal mm. or do a JV with you or whatever it is. It is. It is always about the people. So yeah, the property is important, but, but I say, tell me about the people. Then tell me about the property. So what do they want? What are they interested yeah. in? What are they worried about? What are their hopes, their fears, their dreams, their ambitions? Their what's most important? They want to go and retire to Spain and live with their grandchildren or something. Yeah. You need. You need to know this. That's. So then they might go. Okay, well, then that's. That sounds like a good deal to me. Mm-hmm. So very very important part. Of the people. The people
0: side. It's an essential people skill. And it's the the what what they want um, but what do they need now, as well. Yeah,
1: and I, I mean, in um, it's in, in my first book, Bare Knuckle Selling, I talk about the difference between wants and needs. You know, mm. in, in terms of a selling context for a second, people buy what they want, not necessarily what they need. they need. So now let's move that over into the world of property. What somebody says they want for their property is largely based. Usually on something like they've had a look in the local paper or mm. or the estate agent has said oh no problem we'll get you half a million half a million pounds for it knowing that they're probably not going to but get them on the books. What what do they need? What point? How much do they actually need for the pro You mm. know for the property? So they're, they're two different things. And questioning in negotiation is understanding what what they what they what really they need. need to do. And of course, a property is worth what what people are prepared. Absolutely. To pay, to pay yeah. So my 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 parents have, have recently sold. They've, they've sort of downsized and moved 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 into the same village. My brother and I both both live in, um, and the they they were offered nearly a hundred thousand pounds in a in a blind auction. A bid. They were offered over a hundred thousand pounds. One person offered a hundred thousand pounds more than the than the full asking price because wow. they badly wanted. wanted it. To, to to be in the village because it's got an amazing village school for the kids and all this, so they kind of went. Well, if we miss out on this, so it, to them the house was worth a hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, a well, property is worth what somebody's prepared to pay for it.
0: Absolutely. You know, so find yeah. out
1: find out what that is. It's
0: what they need. So what somebody's willing to pay for it, and also I get what the seller needs to leave. Yeah. And and um, one of the things you you said earlier is um. Get in their head what they have in their head, and I was saying I always say now is, is you need to step into their shoes and see it from the seller's point perfect, of view. Perfect,
1: perfect. Yeah. And that, and, and I think good negotiators have the ability to do that, and you can then also then you can empathise with the person's position. Yeah. Empathy is different to sympathy. Empathy just means I, I get how you're feeling. I understand how yeah. you're feeling. I maybe understand why this is important to you. But yeah, getting inside their shoes, getting around the other side of the desk. If it's, you know, in a commercial, you know, I would say to salespeople, get around the other side of the desk and see the world through the customer's eyes, the buyer's perspective. Because if you find out what's most important to people and then you show them how you can help them get what's most important Mm. to them, that's selling and negotiating
0: in a nutshell. So, you know, solve their problem instead of trying to buy the house. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The house is you know, it, yeah. it sounds bizarre. Or on a property podcast, actually, the property is possibly the least important part of the overall success as a, yeah. as a negotiator. It'll come as a byproduct of mm-hmm. what you
0: do. And especially um, if you're just buying a house, that's fine. But if you're doing creative strategies, and a lot of what I do on No Money Down stuff is creative Abs- uh, lease yeah. options, assisted sales, um, exchange delayed completions. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever going to want to do those deals. What their starting point is, well, I just want my money now. Yeah. And I guess the only way that you could do those type of deals is to get into their shoes, into their head, yeah. and see what they and, really and I, need.
1: And I think, and, and here's where I would draw a distinction. You've got to sell them on, on that, for example, you've got to sell them the concept of the lease option. You've got to yeah. let them see, sell them, convince them it's a good idea, then negotiate how you're going to do the lease option so that is so there is a persuasion piece because pretty much every average man or woman in the street understands that the way it's done is is you give me money i give you i give you the house and that's that's the only so all of the other creative strategies is going to be brand new to them so you've got to be able to sell them on the idea first and then the more they value the idea the more amenable they will be yeah. to do the deal, and you're creating I mean, some of the creative strategies. You are creating a deal with them that's collaborative and works mm. well, and they, they, they can be hugely successful.
0: And that's, so, you, yeah, you're not you're not buying a house; you're selling a solution. Yes, and that, and that, and that, and
1: that fundamentally, is, this is this is like sales one hundred one. Yeah. Yeah. is is it's not the product or service; it's what the product or service does for the for the for person. Them. So it is a solution to their problem, and you are you are understanding their needs and then showing them how your solution helps them get what they need and the wants and needs, you know, what they want, what they need. And then what you have to do is get them to want what's really beneficial for them and for you as well. Yeah.
0: You know, absolutely. It's gotta be win-win.
1: Yeah. And unless it's a one-off, unless it's a one-off thing, um, like the example I gave when I was speaking earlier was, was, you know, buying a car from a garage. It's a one-off transactional purchase. So that's more of a win-lose style of negotiation. Yeah. But if you you know, if you're doing a more creative option where you're gonna have an ongoing relationship with a person or you need their cooperation and commitment to make it work, it has to be the more it's an overused phrase but, but and, and misinterpreted sometimes, but more of a collaborative win-win style of of approach. Because if you shaft somebody, you might get one deal, but you ain't getting any more from anymore. them. And also yeah. social media these days and reputation. Mm. You know, word of mouth is a very powerful and also a very bad form of marketing, depending on what's, yeah. being, what's being said about
0: you. Uh, on that, what do you think sort of the biggest mistakes people make in, in negotiating them?
1: yeah I think um it's probably moving moving too quickly to sort of doing the bargaining you know how much are we going to pay and then they, they, they don't spend enough time planning and preparing they don't spend enough time understanding the the perspective from, from, from the other person um I think also is people um sometimes particularly you know maybe newer property um, uh, property investors property developers are sometimes sort of just very anxious to get some notches. You know, yeah. get some numbers in, get some, you know, get some deals done and sometimes pursue a deal far too long when yeah. they should, they should walk away because they feel as though, you know, nothing's happening and it's yeah. not, it's not working. But if your first five deals that you sign up were all pretty bad, you know. You're gonna have those bad boys in your portfolio for for a while. Yeah. You know, you know. Don't I kind
0: of did some of that myself at the start.
1: Yeah, and and yeah. Every, and everybody. And also, I think the other thing is is keep your ego, keep your ego out mm. of it. You know, it's it's not about, you know, you know. Don't get tied. Don't get your personal stuff tied up in a in a business deal. It's nothing. It's just business. It's not mm. it's not about you and and stuff. Just relax and just. I think mean, just take your time. And you'll if you sign up, probably say two great deals that is way better than 22 bad deals yeah you know so i think just just be you know and and know knowing when to walk away and understanding that it's okay to feel uncomfortable and and that you should expect to probably feel a bit uncomfortable but people then sometimes they pay their way out of their discomfort with a bigger discount or more price or something so you know, understand if you're feeling a bit uncomfortable, that's called being human and that's really yeah. normal and that's not a bad thing, you know. Yeah.
0: I, I speak to a lot of people actually on that where they, they maybe have start they're starting out and they've done six or seven viewings and they didn't get a deal and then yeah. they pay too much for one just to get started. Yeah, and, and I always say to people, one in 10, if you can get one deal in 10, Follow the same process on negotiating, yeah. and I
1: think that's the that's the value of people getting educated and and trained and and mentored yeah. by people who've been there and done it. Because you know what, what is a what is a good ratio? One in ten's fine. And then go mm. okay, one in ten's fine. I know, I know, I can yeah. uh, other. You, how do you know if you're just starting out? How do you know what a good ratio? So that is the value of you know. It's an old cliche, but the more you learn, the more you earn. You know, and learning yeah. from people and being around people who have done what you want to do. You have to make an investment into your whatever business you have to put you have to put an investment into it. So, you know, could so f- be
0: done. For somebody starting out looking to sort of do negotiating, whether it be through estate agents, direct to vendor, letting agents, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, um even negotiating with an investor to raise funds. What would you say the key skills they should focus on are initially to to learn negotiation?
1: Yeah, I think uh, understanding negotiation sort of goes through five stages. So broadly speaking, uh, most negotiations follow a process of sort of planning and preparation. Mm -hmm. Then some discussion takes place, stage two, where you understand, um, then when I understand your ideal position, you understand mine, then yeah. one of us can make a little proposal and then we're into maybe the bargaining stage and the closing. So understand that it is a process, follow the process, plan very well, over plan to begin with until it becomes habitual and, and it becomes second nature. Um, and then I think just just relax and the, the more desperate you are, the worse deal you will do. So there's a... Fantastic uh, American negotiation guru, um, a guy called Jim Camp, who very sadly passed away three or four years ago. And I was listening to Jim doing a and A, and this guy said, "Hey Jim, I'm, I'm you know I've set up my own business and I must get this deal." He said, "I must get this deal. Um, what, what? Tell me what to do because I've got. I must get it. I must get it." Jim Camp's response: Get a job. Get a job so you don't have to do the deal. Pay the bills and then set your business up in your spare time. He said, because if you go in that desperate, you're going to get, I don't think he said this, but my words, you're going to get taken to the cleanest. They will just see the desperation, uh, particularly an experienced, you know, an experienced negotiator that maybe has had a bit of a moral bypass. They're going to eat you for breakfast if they sense that desperation. You know, the less desperate you are, the less you want it, the more likely you'll be able to get a deal that's going to work for you.
0: Yeah, true. I actually I, I negotiated with my wife and she, she, <laughs> yeah. she wanted to move home and she's gonna kill me for sharing this but she she, she won't listen she, she wanted to move home so I'm, I'm smart I thought well, this is cool we're gonna to move to a house we couldn't afford any properties so were starting out and I had a lot of debt so I said we'll move to a property that we can rent initially and buy later so I said she had to find properties the deal was she'd find them I was hoping she wouldn't find any she'd find properties that were available for rent and for sale and we the deal was if she found them, we'd move to the one that I could negotiate the best deal on.
1: Ah, okay. Good plan?
0: <laughs> Here's the problem. Guess how many she found? One. Well, two. Ah,
1: okay. The two okay.
0: she wanted to live in. The yeah. two she wanted to live in. So um, yeah, in negotiation you gotta get you gotta yeah, you gotta prepare and plan for the eventuality. Which yeah. was yeah, I didn't really think <laughs> it through. So i get your planning stuff yeah, up front
1: I, I know i keep I kind of like banging on about planning yeah. right but it's because it's just so important and well, i see it's that it's, it's the usually it's the biggest
0: weakness it's
1: yeah. usually the biggest weakness
0: so if you're looking to go into a a property negotiating there's a house yeah. you're interested in you're looking yeah. to go into it what sort of things do you think people need to plan beforehand so the, so so
1: so what your negotiation objective or outcome is you know yes it, okay it's to get it but but, but the property but for, for how much money and what are you going to do with it and, and Do a realistic assessment of the commercial potential, sometimes possibly even stress test it, you know, maybe do a, if it goes really well, I'll get this, we'll make this much. If it goes okay, we'll get this much. If it goes really bad, but you know, this is, and make sure you've done Mm. that. All the usual stuff, like having a look at comps and what houses, if it's, you know, if it's domestic, uh, you know, having a look at what what it's sold for, so on and so forth. Do a Google search on the person, see if they're on social media, are they on LinkedIn? Have a look at their profile, have a look at their background, look at how the language they use. You're gonna try to get a little insight into their yeah. personality preference. So research the property, research the, research the person, think about your objectives, think about your range, what you'd like to pay, what you intend to pay, what you will walk, where you will, where yeah. you will walk away, <clears throat> what you'd like to get, what questions, what information you need to gather, what questions, therefore, do you need to ask to get to, to get to get that information and what would be for a first meeting, what would be a reasonable next step? Yeah. You know, so you you, know, you may not be able to sign on the dotted, but have a clear end in mind, as good old Stephen Covey used to say. Yeah. For the first meeting, and the end in mind for the first meeting might be <clears throat> that that you would agree that you will meet again to talk to yes. talk in more detail. But I'm in a very clear next step. To yeah. every deal you've got in your pipeline, I think is an important thing because that if there's no clear next step, then that doesn't. That doesn't yeah. And obviously, do your numbers, the financials, and, and think about if you gave that, what would you want back in return? General principle of negotiation: if you do this, then I then I will then I will do that.
0: Right. Um. You see, very interesting. You point a few times where you said first meeting, and a lot of people yep. I meet and they they think they have to offer on the first meeting, but yep. you you can stretch it out.
1: You you you. The possibly in fact definitely some of the time the last thing you should do is making your offer in the first meeting because mm. have you gathered enough information you might want to go away from the person who currently owns or controls the property and think about what would be a reasonable offer i think if you do it in the heat of the moment sometimes there's a real danger you're gonna yeah, yeah and you might want to sleep on it and have a little think and go okay now the emotion has subsided how good good a deal do I think I I can do? And obviously you do need to to move at speed, you know, always, you know, money money loves speed. I think Joe Vitale used to say, you know, uh, if you can do the deal on Friday, do the deal on Friday. You know, I mean, obviously close them as quickly as possible um, when it's right to do so. When when you can do a close, close a deal as fast as possible because if you say I'll come back on Monday, stuff changes over the weekend. So yeah, definitely move fast, but move fast when the deal is right, yeah. not just move fast.
0: For the sake of it.
1: In haste you make a yeah. stupid, you offer know, 50k more and you... And once a number's out, it's out. Once it's, once it's been said, yeah. it's been said. There's no way to, there's no way to retrieve
0: it. Yeah, you you know? can, I, so, I, I just say to people is put a low offering because you can always go up, but if you start high, you're going to struggle to come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, fir, first price stated has a sort of a what's mm. called a price anchor, psychological price anchor. Yeah.
0: The biggest mistake I ever made in a deal was I gave a price Thinking it was low and the response I got from the seller was yes, yes, of which I almost went
1: <laughs> Well, so. it's, if if there's two possibilities of they you say I can't pay you any more than 250 and they say that's excellent You've either done a great job of just getting the sweet spot or. Paid too much. You've paid too much. Yeah. And I have to say, more often than not, it's going to be the latter yeah. one rather than the, You've paid the too lucky, much. you know. I mm. mean, as a speaker sometimes and someone say, How much are you going to charge to pay? And i say, Oh, it's this much. And they go, That's fine. You go, Oh god, you know, <laughs> I, should have, I should have asked for more. Most, yeah. So I think you, you know, you're right. Be, be bold. Be yeah. bold. And because you can it's not your final. It's, mm. it's never gonna be your final figure. Yeah. So keep some flares.
0: And, and a lot of people I mean, and they're afraid of a null. No. They're fearful, and they don't make an offer in the first place yeah. because they're afraid of somebody saying no. Yeah. Or they do make an offer, but they go going too high in case somebody says no. Or they feel themselves it's too low. Yeah. Um, H- human beings have an
1: innate need for approval, and yeah. rejection is not a positive experience that anybody's. If you've asked, you know, when we were... When we were younger, you know, you, we asked somebody out on a date, and they said, "No, it's awful rejection. Or you, yeah. you rejected." I got like, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> or you're or you rejected at school, or so people yeah. have it. You know, and understandably, being rejected is not a is not a pleasant thing to happen. But if you're going to be going into business, mm. you're going to be persuading people, selling, negotiating, doing deals. Of course, you've opened yourself up to more, that that happening almost almost yeah. without a almost without hesitation is going to happen to you plenty so realize it's not you personally that they are rejecting it may be the way the deal is looking yeah uh, you know looking looking i mean it could be you they don't they don't for whatever reason you just don't gel with each mm. other well maybe it's a good thing you find that out earlier yeah. rather than later if, if, if that's going to be the case but if you're asking if you're asking for you know you're asking things more often in business. You're putting in more offers. Your rejection rate's gonna go up. Yeah. But every no is moving you potentially forwards.
0: You're learning from yeah. it
1: and moving it forwards. And it, it just is, you know, it's just gonna happen. I mean look at actors. If you look at actors and
0: actresses. You get rejected all the time.
1: The the rate is the rate is phenomenal. If you yeah. talk to people who are in that, you know, that is part and parcel of their industry and their life and that you just have to get used you just have to get used to it. Mm. Like with authors how many times, I think the famous examples that we all hear, J.K. Rowling rejected whatever, 10. Yeah. Harry Potter was rejected 10, yeah. 10, 10, times. Now, obviously, those 10 people are now probably going, ooh, bad move. But she
0: kept on, she kept, she kept on going, gone.
1: you know. Yeah. Um, so it just, it just, it just happens.
0: Yeah. The um, people, people that um, have a get a rejection on a property deal. They think, you mentioned there, they think that maybe they didn't want to sell the house. But actually, the house is on the market for sale, potentially. So if the house is on the market for sale and the person says no to your offer, they're not saying, no, I don't want to sell the house. They're saying, no, I'm not quite happy with your offer. Or
1: or there could be other, you know, um, it's on the market. But they're not really, you know, really. They're testing it. They're testing it. So yeah. they don't really want to move, you know, yeah. and all that. Or one partner does, and the other partner, you know. So, you know, it's. it's but yeah, they, it's like You put an offer, and they say they say no. So they say no. Mm.
0: You,
1: you're in exactly the same position you were before you yes. before you asked. Yeah. And if you don't ask, you have rejected yourself. If you think about it,
0: if that's you know, a really cool way of looking at it. Actually, right. if, if yeah. you
1: don't ask, you have rejected yourself. Yeah. You know, what, what happens if they say no. When they say no, they say no. That's At least it. you know. Yeah, I mean, I started my sales career door-to-door, and, you know, somebody said to me, you know, if you want to be in sales, going door-to-door is a good thing to do. I, I, well, I probably definitely wouldn't want to do it now, but boy, oh boy, does you do you, you learn pretty quickly yeah. that it, it, it's water off a duck's back. It's water off a duck's back. Nobody likes to be rejected. I don't like anybody saying no to me, but if you don't ask, you don't the get answer's it. no. Mm. If you don't ask, the answer's no. You know so I guess you
0: can always say as well if they say no and not in a deal, one of the things I say a lot is, "What is it about my offer that you're not happy with?
1: Perfect yes, yeah. ab, ab, absolutely. It's an old, old, old 1970s kind of American sales training. I learned um, it in school. <laughs> I think it's sometimes called the Colombo close after the old detective people who are people of younger generations won't know who I'm talking about, but um, or the doorknob close. you, know, you get to yeah. the door. They say, oh, I'm really sorry. And then it's just as you're about to leave, you turn to the person and go, So, what is it? What is it that I got wrong? What is it you didn't like Mm -hmm. about my day? And find out. And then, ah, and then come back in and I don't want to make it sound too techniquey, but if they say no, say, What is it? What is it you don't like? What is it didn't work? What what did I miss? What have I I got wrong? You know, and they'll they'll educate you.
0: Right. well so obviously most of our listeners are property people not all of them but it's, yeah. it is a progressive yeah. property yeah, podcast yeah so i guess most of <laughs> you are property listeners but um m- maybe some aren't but for those that are property listeners are thinking about getting into property mm. um what would be your sort of top three sort of tips for um getting better results in a negotiation
1: um i think um uh, do your homework and do your research so you know if you're if you're uh, after targeting a specific area or something like that yeah. you know i think um not, not in in in, negoci- in life and in negotiation. Definitely, it's not again. It's another cliche. Knowledge is power, yeah, uh, and it, it is power. Um, you know, walk the streets, have a look, get to know the areas, uh, monitor things, watch what what what's happening. So you become kind of the expert authority on the 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 bit. Yeah, the, you know where you wherever your area of town is, whatever whatever you decided to to, to what area you decided to 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 work on. So you become you've got the knowledge in place. Then I think um is to ask more questions and do less do less talking, talking and more listening I think is the most important. Find out what is most important to people and then see particularly with some of your creative you know the um you know lease options and things like mm. that find out if you can construct something that is going to meet what that person needs, solves their problems, takes away their pain. Helps them get what it is—the output the outcome, and the outcome—and then show how you can help them get what they want. And then you'll have a really motivated seller or yeah. JV partner or, or, or whatever it is who wants to who wants to do that do, do that deal. Get out your own head. Get inside the other person's mm. head. Get inside their shoes, as you said earlier. I think will be really top 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 yeah. advice.
0: So. I get people ring me sometimes. or message me and they say, a "House has just gone on the market last week." I want to do a creative deal. Mm. Uh, is is it easy to do creative deals with a house that's just gone on the market, or is it better for longer term properties? Well, I or- think
1: um, um, there's a there's an expression I use when we're talking about the balance of power in a negotiation. Is that usually the person with the least time has the least power? I my my hunch would be that most of the time, if it's just gone on, mm. they haven't they've nothing to compare it to. Mm. Um, they might have had seventeen people flood round and yeah. uh, and you go in and you go, Oh, do no, a creative and they go, We're just gonna wait and see. I, I think you know yeah. And then when it's the longer it's been on, if if it's if they need to move or they've gotta move, they've got to change they've relocated or whatever, or they've got financial difficulties yeah, the the less time they've got and the more pain they are feeling, the more motivated they will be to do to do a deal. It's not meant to sound in any way exploitative, but yeah. the bigger the problem they have, the more motivated they will yeah. be to get it sorted out. So they kind of have to probably, we've just put it on the market, we'll see, you're not likely to yeah. be able to do something.
0: So sh- they're going to want their asking price and yeah, yeah, or more. Because, you know, they, they, they,
1: they, don't, they don't have anything to compare it Anything to compare it to, you know. If mm. if people have a problem, they are interested in a solution. Yeah. And then and then you can sometimes be quite creative. Mm. I say so. You know, do doing doing something. Probably, you know, highly motivated person is going to be more amenable to a creative deal.
0: Right. You know. Do you have any like tricks or hacks or stuff that could help people for? helping them with a negotiation
1: yeah i think um our tools yeah i think um as as there's 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 i'd say there's two schools of thought um on on making an offer one is get them to go first or you go first so i'll give you the pros and cons for of the two if they go first you now have more information or at least you've got a figure in play the downside is it can act as a psychological price anchor and it, it it could be a quite fictitious figure, yeah. and it's going to be their best, 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 best—you know, super duper. But now you've got more information to respond to. So, providing you can neutralise the effect of the price anchor, that's that's my preferred preferred strategy. The other way is to go first to put a to put a stake, to put a stake in the ground, to flush them out. You know, so I think is is recognising the impact of first figure stated as a tip. First figure stated will have some sort of an anchoring effect. Yeah. On so so be be aware of that. Probably the four most important words in negotiation are if you, then I. So if you do this, then I will be able to do that. So if you can um, accept the, the £50,000 lower offer, yeah. then I would be able to transfer the funds within, within seven days. Or if, if you do mm-hmm. this, then I would be able to do that. So find out, particularly in property negotiations, to find out about time. Find out about how long has it been on yeah. the market. How soon do they need to do? If they've got some compelling event or something yeah. they need to do, something they want, they want to do. The closer they are to that timeline, yeah. the more amenable they're going to be to doing to doing a to doing a deal. Yeah. But it, so then, if you do this, then yeah. I can do that. So, so
0: things like starting a dream job in Dubai in two weeks' time,
1: and and, and they just want to get rid of it all. Yeah. Um, you know, they become um, they become an accidental landlord because yeah. of a bereavement or something. You know, and and you know, okay. So there's not necessarily a hard event, but yeah. it was their mum's house, and, and every time it reminds mm. them and all this. You know, so that would be a great thing to yeah. take that away. You know, let's just let's just and also people who have become accidental landlords yeah. think, well, we'll rent it out for a bit and go. How hard can it be?
0: <laughs> yeah, with no experience <laughs> <chance> of <laughs> being a landlord.
1: With no experience of being yeah. a landlord, yeah. Ah, okay, uh, so funnily enough, not all tenants are incredibly well-behaved, you know. It's <laughs> yeah.
0: You learn that. Um, our, another one I come across a lot is, is they're moving to, they've found a dream home. They're about to offer on the dream home. They've yeah. offered on it, but somebody else has put a bid in, and they yeah. need to sell and they're about
1: to lose it. Yeah. So, so Professor Professor Robert Cialdini, Arizona State University. The book is Influence, Influence, um, the Art and Science, I think, of Persuasion. Six principles in there. Fantastic book. Very, very grounded in good, good, good quality academic research, but an easy read. And scarcity principle, one of the six principles, kind of unconscious influence. It's the fear of loss of scarcity. If we don't do this, we might lose our dream yeah. home. So. Not, not to be unethical about you know trying to not being manipulative, but just saying to them if if they if you can't do this, what happens? Well, potentially we're going to miss out on our miss out on our dream home. Okay, well you don't want to do that, do you? No. Okay, because there's the scarcity of the dream home. So the more scarce something is the more valuable it is, which is also a reason why you may not want to be overly available yourself. A little bit of scarcity is, yeah, I would, I would, you know, be very interested to see if we can progress this because, um, I have, I have a number of deals I'm looking at at the moment in, in, that I have in the pipeline and, you know, as, as you can imagine, I don't have unlimited funds. So I will need to be choosing the deal that's going to give me the very best, very best return. So it'd be really good for me to be able to understand more about this so I could see if if this is a viable opportunity for me and also if it's a viable opportunity. So you're yeah. almost taking you're almost taking yourself away yeah. from... And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, hang on a minute. I thought this guy was crazy keen to get get their hands on my... Oh, hang on a
0: minute. It's like a kid with a toy. Yeah. You take yeah. it off and they want it back.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't be that desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come around. Yeah, I'll come around. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I'm actually fearing some other... Some other properties you are not lying you're telling them the truth of yeah. you of course you've got other opportunities in your pipeline mm-hmm. You know, tell the truth, but but don't make them think that their property yeah. is the only deal in town Because if they think that they'll they'll drive the mm-hmm. price up
0: and you're not haggling them down on a low offer I guess what you're doing is you're giving them a lower offer so they get their money now Yeah, which gives them what they want, which is the dream home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely right and 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 how much do you need for this property to allow you to move into your dream home yeah. might be less than maybe the mm.
0: price. So you're actually helping them get what they really want. And, and, and yeah.
1: how how cool how cool that's is that? cool. Yeah. How
0: cool is that? That's that's, that's make that's cool. money and help people at the same time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And, and 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 never make any apologies for the fact there's some profit and some money in it for you. Yeah. Right. So so you know be be honest. You know I'm I'm a professional investor. I this is how I this is how I make my living. This is yeah. how I make my money. Um, I am expecting to get some profit out of this deal. I Hope, hope that hope that's kind of clear and understood. Yeah. Just be just be blatant about it. What are you doing it for? Otherwise, the good the good of your health.
0: Not yeah, really. Yeah. They have, they, yeah, and then they think that you're not being honest. Incredible, because
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, I think you know, we're speaking like that. They know you're a professional yeah. investor. This is not amateur half hour. So you uh, cialdini again Robert Cialdini, you're now seen as more of a figure of authority. Yeah. And figures of authority are obeyed and are more persuasive. People who are perceived to be an authority are more persuasive than people who yeah. are not. Hence be the expert on be the expert on your yeah. area. You know. Well, I want this much for it. Okay, so so where where did you get that figure figure from? Well that that's that's what the similar properties in the local paper are. Okay, so that's those are the asking prices. Do you know what um, in the last three months what, what houses in this area have actually sold for? <laughs> Is yeah. that sort of, that's the sort of thing? I go, like, Oh no! So let me show you some. Let me show you some, and you can you can you can look on for yourself yeah. at, at these.
0: Yeah, you know? right, movers. So we get the sale yeah. prices.
1: Do it, do it live. I mean, do your do you research in advance. Make sure you got the right. Don't suddenly dive on and go. Oh, okay. Yeah, This all, all for more. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So that's that's definitely. That's where here. the planning comes in. Yeah, that's that's the that's <laughs> the planning. But that again is is evidence. That's proof. Yeah, know? that's absolute. That's absolute proof.
0: So what's the worst? What's the best advice you've ever had? Uh,
1: best advice. Uh, probably my first boss when I was in sales. Um. He said, you need to keep the last two months of of every month clear in your diary. I said, why is that? He said, because you've got to go and get the cheques. This was in the days of direct debit receipts, And I went, have I got to go and get the money then? And he went, yes, Simon, because a deal isn't a deal and a sale isn't a sale until the money's in the bank. So until the money's in the bank, make sure you manage that deal, carry the ball over the, you know, if you're in the rugby analogy, you know, um, if the ball's one yard from the try line, carry that ball over yourself. Keep very, very close until everything is done because deals fall out of bed for all sorts of reasons. I think in resi, is what, one in, one, in th- one in three deals? Sales falls, falls through for, yeah. all, for all sorts of reasons. So you've got to really, 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 really focus. It's a
0: really really, really, really important focus. point because and I see people do this a lot and I've made them the same mistake is go into a house, secure a really good deal, go outside, celebrate, because you had a handshake, yeah. Disappear, leave it to solicitors. Ring them back four yeah. weeks later, me, and they say, "Sorry, who's Kevin?"
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I thought you had disappeared. I sold it to somebody I else. Never,
1: ever, ever celebrate. Anywhere where Mm. anybody can. I know that sounds really obvious, but Mm. people do. You know, you should walk out of that door looking like you've been (laughs) eaten alive, jumping around in the front garden, and they're looking out the window. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but also think. And as well, I think this is also part of how you how you think and plan and prepare is. um, Don't turn up in don't turn up in this huge flashy car. Mm. Keep your keep your nice watch tucked up your sleeve. You know, don't don't you don't want to be looking too. Yeah. Affluent. I was um,
0: not in a word, stripy shirt.
1: No, definitely yeah. not one of those. Uh, I, I, we had a, a supplier years ago, a company I worked for, and the guy would turn up in his Ferrari. Now he was a very, he was he was a very successful businessman, and he yeah. had property and all sorts of things. And you know, but it was a bit like you pull in, you you're coming in to see your customer in a Ferrari. Yeah, this is just rubbing the buyer's nose in. You know, just because you've got to realise most of the people he's dealing with. They're employees—they—they're yeah. never probably gonna have a so, you know, to be as much like them as you possibly can. That's 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 really yeah. really really good really good rapport. You know, keep your fantastic. Have whatever car or watch you like, but just think about the impression yeah. you're making on.
0: Shopping a Ferrari to a people. property viewing, and you're trying to negotiate the price down, and they're like, "You can pay me anything you like." Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it's you know, it, it's just. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of people's lack of, I think, yeah. just sort of emotional intelligence about the impact. Well, maybe if I do that, they'll realise I'm very successful. Well, maybe if you turn up in your Ferrari, they're going to think
0: you're a bit of an idiot, yeah. you know. Um, I think it's probably worth both ways, too. If you show up in a really bad car, you can't uh, afford it. Abso- absolutely. So, you know with, with,
1: with, um, you know, with my customers, I have a car that I think shows, shows that I'm a successful, professional kind of person but it's the sort of car they might also have, Drive. you know, as well. So it's, it, it, yeah, I don't want to be like turning up in a, in a rusty, battered old, uh, you know, uh, Reliant Robin,
0: Daryl, Del Trotter van, because yeah. they're going to
1: go, so this is the guy who's going to be teaching us how to negotiate. Mm. Okay. that
0: The car doesn't say the card. Yeah. yeah,
1: the car doesn't yeah. So I think it's appropriate. It's about appropriate things yeah. and relationships, rapport with people, yeah. Mm.
0: Okay, that's really good advice. Worst advice you've ever received?
1: Um, on negotiation, yeah, I think it's it's um, it, it probably comes from a variety of sources. You know, people people will you have got to going tough, got to going tough, got to going hard. You know, it gets it's, it's the macho testosterone laden advice. You know, bang the table, do all this stuff. There is a place for that. Mm. There is a place for that, but it's a particular context. You don't have to be you know, nasty to be a, to be a tough negotiator. You know, Mahatma Gandhi was a great negotiator, Nelson Mandela, great negotiator, you know, but those those sort of guys. So so I think it's, you know, that that sort of that sort of stuff. And I think in um, is is also I think is sometimes some of the success guru, self help. You know, you wanna want it, you gotta want it. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. Yeah. You want the output it, but if you go in all the time, going, I'm going I want this deal, I want this deal, I want this deal. Yeah, you'll get it, but you're mm. gonna pay through the nose. You're gonna yeah. You're gonna pay stupidly. So bizarrely, the least you want it, the easier it is for you to get it. Is is yeah. is count
0: not so Come across desperate and stuff. No, don't
1: don't don't come yeah. across. Don't come across. You know, show you keen. Mm. Respond quickly. Be professional and follow and follow up and, and keep your eye on the deal. Don't don't yeah. leave it to solicit. I mean. You know, in recent family, um, you know, my parents moving house, you know, the, soli- the incompetence, the incompetence on the part of probably both solicitors was was breathtaking. You know, so yes. so you know, there is the good, the bad, and the ugly in any profession. <laughs> uh, you know, when my wife and I last time we moved house, we couldn't get the keys because the solicitor was on the golf course. You know, it's just stuff like that. It it's just you know. <laughs> And when you find a really good one, that's the other thing. Yeah. So the other thing, when you can find finding a really good solicitor, your builder, you know, your your mortgage broker, is to build a very deep ongoing relationship with those people because they are critical to yeah. your success. Keep in touch, look after them, make them make them feel valued and part and part of your team, and then jealously guard them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if anybody says can you recommend me a really good, you know, really, if you know they're busy, you go, no. That's, no, <laughs> That's <laughs> one of my
0: problems with my, because I teach no money down at progressive and everyone that I teach, they say, who's your solicitor or your accountant? Yeah. Yeah. Now I can't get my own solicitor. Yeah, <laughs> they're too yes. busy doing everyone else's deals. Yes. So a little bit of proper selfishness yeah. sometimes, you don't know yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We don't,
1: you don't mind. You know, we love to recommend. We love to recommend yeah. people. But if it's a, a really great builder, now they are difficult. They are difficult to. They, come, are. they can be difficult to come by. So you know, you probably don't want to be shouting too, because the guy's only got five days, six days in the week, yeah. when he's working. So you know, you got to be a little bit, mm. little no, bit. Don't focused. give
0: people my builder. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> um, look. So in negotiation, especially, people yeah. often say to me, "Oh, yeah, you got lucky on that deal." Um, and you mentioned a lot about preparation. Yeah. Do you yeah. see? Do you think you, there is a, such a thing as luck, or You get lucky, or I, is it more about?
1: I, I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that there can be situations and time in life where 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 you know the stars seem to align and you you know you're in the right place at the right time. I, I absolutely understand that. But to attribute su- to success to such a nebulous concept, mm. I think, is misguided. Um, there's all the old clichés. A, a million people apparently have said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. I'm not sure who said it in the first <laughs> place. But, you know, if you're out there doing more viewings, you're out there mm. doing more deals, you're out there doing more work, you are investing money in yourself and your, your education so you can know, that's not luck. That's yeah. action. That's action you are taking. You know, if you're seeing more, you know, more properties than than the 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 next guy, then you know, it's yeah. not they'll call you lucky when they see when they see the output, people will say, Oh, you're lucky, you know, yeah. lucky, lucky so-and-so. They see the car, they see the house, they see oh you're lucky. They don't see the graft and the work yeah. that went into creating the luck. And a guy, I think it's Professor Richard Wiseman, I think if I've got his name correctly, did a book called The Luck Factor. And the um, fascinating book on on the concept. Mm. And people who consider themselves to be lucky behave in different ways to people who consider themselves to be unlucky. So the, whatever it might be, cognitive bias is they do, they do for example, um, people buy more lottery tickets. And that's a crazy example. But he said uh, they found out that people who think they're lucky buy more lottery tickets and raffle tickets than people who think they're unlucky. So therefore, even though it's a tiny... You know, huge, huge thing statistically. You're statistically slightly more likely to win if you've bought more tickets in the in, yeah. in the raffle. So, and there are whole lots of examples in there around. how There, 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 there is difference between people who can. His in his book, it's very interesting to ha, to have a have yeah. a look. And of course,
0: there will be the odds. So that's the luck factor.
1: Yeah, the luck factor. Yeah. Richard Richard Wiseman, I mm. think I think it is. But as a general principle, I think you make your own luck through um the work and the effort and the focus yeah. that you that you put
0: in. I always say labour under the correct knowledge.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Abs- abs- well, absolutely. And 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 then, you know, if, if if you get a few lucky breaks along the way. But if you're the person are you lucky if if you're in the estate agent and the guy goes, Oh, I tell you, I've got this one in the drawer here. You might have a look at that. Now oh, is that l-? we say, well oh, that's lucky. No. You went in, into the agent. Into the agent. And so maybe it's the fifth time yeah. And you've got to know them, and they now go. Oh, this guy, this 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 guy's serious. This guy might yeah. be a player. This guy might be useful to me. I think I'll. That's not luck. That's frequency of that's frequency yeah. of contact. It's showing yeah. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show up, what's it? Woody Allen? Something? Whatever percentage of success is showing up? Something like that? You yeah. know? So yeah, not 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 a concept. I uh, look. I don't have. I don't have lucky horseshoes or rabbits' feet or any of that superstitious stuff. So, yeah. you know
0: really really insightful um obviously we've i'm conscious of your time and stuff as well um i found that hugely valuable my pleasure if Thank people you. want to know more about simon yep. see simon um yep. it's
1: how do you get in touch so my uh website com. s-i-m-o-n-h-a-z-e-l-d-i-n-e dot com and then linkedin feel free to they mention the progressive property podcast i'll know where it's come from i'm happy to connect with people on linkedin right. At, um, at Simon Hazeldean is my Twitter handle and Simon at SimonHazeldean.com is my email address. Yeah. I
0: guess just putting in with the way the World Wide Web is now type Simon Hazeldean into Google you're going to find them.
1: It's me yeah. it's me or a consultant anesthetist. I think the last time I, uh, <laughs> I,
0: I I did it to see just where I was So there's two of them <laughs> There's two It's not the anesthetist. <laughs> it's yeah Which so, I can't pronounce being Irish <laughs>
1: No I don't think many people can, can either can they so.
0: so really really awesome Simon pleasure to have you on okay, um, thank you. I I found me really phenomenal because I I am a lover of negotiation anyway because I do creative strategies. Absolutely. Um, you've obviously been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. If you've not already registered to the podcast, because i know we're also doing a video live at the moment. So if you've not also been listening to the podcast or not on it, you can tune into the Progressive Property Podcast on either iTunes or Stitcher. It comes out every Tuesday. Um, make sure you subscribe. I'm doing it what well, every week we have got different interview, different people on on the podcast. Simon, today, it's been absolutely awesome. Thank you. I've been Kevin MacDonald. Speak soon. Good
1: stuff.